What's up, RPG fans? Welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast, episode 1,678. No, I'm just kidding. It's episode 15. Geo messed up my little document here. I'm one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined, as always, by the master of mischief himself, Jim Pimento. Hey, what's going on? (laughs) Are you doing okay? (laughs) I'm doing all right. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening, first of all, I'd like to apologize. But second of all, I'd like to welcome you to the Switch RPG podcast brought to you by SwitchRPG.com. We are the podcast that brings you upcoming game releases, exciting news, and all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform. After we cover all that stuff, we then jump into listener questions and try to answer them if we can. If you would like to be part of the show, then you can do so by contacting us at podcast at switchrpg.com or you can jump into our discord at discord.switch. No, is it switch? Yeah, discord.switchrpg.com and post in our podcast channel. At the end of the day, we hope you know that we want to hear from you. A little bit of transparency here. This is a Sunday night instead of Monday night, and I feel like I don't know. I'm a little rusty because it, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, we gotta. Usually we break out of the weekend, and you know we're good to go. But you know we're still. I don't know what it is. Something something's up. We're still in our weekend selves. So uh, full disclosure for this episode, it's going to be a little bit different than normal. Not because we're recording on Sunday, but because Octopath Traveler released this past Friday. So. What, what, what is it? Uh, oh, oh, it's this uh, little uh, indie title called Octopath Traveler. Haven't heard of it, but I guess I, I will talk about it. You should check it out. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Octopath Traveler, for anybody who maybe doesn't know, is the latest RPG released by Square Enix. It is uh, a little bit of a throwback game, uh, obviously uh, very nostalgically made uh, with... A, an art style called 2D HD or HD 2D. I can't remember which one comes first, but um, but yeah. So it was a pretty big release. I would say one of the most anticipated games yeah. being released on Switch up there sure. with like a maybe maybe not quite on the the level of like a Zelda and Mario, but I would say as far as that next tier goes, this has been one of the one of the most anticipated releases. Yeah, this has definitely been the one people have been waiting for and anybody who is you know generally uh, fans of square enix know that this is this is sort of a big release so uh this episode is going to be dedicated to octopath traveler as both geo and myself have had a chance to play over the weekend uh and like i said i wish that uh we had been able to have the full weekend to play but of course, everything in my life would take place on Octopath Traveler Weekend, where I've got to work nights at work, which never happens. And then I also had one of my best friends get married, which never happens. So <laughs> yesterday I was gone all day and didn't yep. actually get to start the game until today. So right. not as much time with the game as I would have loved. You know, it was kind of the same thing with me. With the summer, I feel like there's birthday parties like every weekend. 
you know, I had um, I had my wife's birthday party yesterday, so I didn't get to play till really late. And then my niece's birthday party today, I got home, I don't know, maybe a couple hours ago, you know, over there all day. And, and yeah, it's just, it's nuts. It's a, it's a busy time of year for me anyways. So are you telling me that you couldn't just like tell your wife, Hey honey, we're just not going to do your birthday this year. Cause Occupy I did, I did. And that's why I'm sleeping in the basement okay, tonight. Okay, yeah. 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 He's, he's really works. living out the nerd basement. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> Don't tell her that. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Uh, before we actually jump into some impressions, cause, uh, this is going to be a spoiler free impressions. I say spoiler free just to cover our our backs. If we do accidentally talk about some spoilers, it will be ever so light and will not be necessarily story details, but we won't really talk past what was released in the demo. Right. So, yeah, because I I think that's fair enough, because, I mean, everyone has a chance to at least play the demo and get a feel for for the game and for some storyline, you know, for each character path. About I think it's just the first chapter. Basically, you could cover in every uh, you know. Right. Type. So, um, so the demo is still available, correct? On the yeah. eShop. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if if you haven't played at least the demo and you want to, because like I said, we won't really talk past that necessarily as far as story stuff goes. So if you're worried about spoilers, you could go download the demo, play through a you know storyline through that demo and then come back and listen to this no problem mm-hmm. but we won't be talking story stuff really past the demo but we're really going to give our sort of spoiler free mechanics and, and just general game stuff our fuel for the game impressions all coming up soon before we jump into that i would like to give you a quick update on the rpg world cup 2018 and of course because our schedule changed it messed up my um, what i had planned because I, we <laughs> would know who the winner is if we were recording this on our normal night, but technically there is still uh, about 16 hours, I think left in the, about 15 hours left in the poll. Mm-hmm. I will say though, through 100 votes, it's looking pretty definitive that final fantasy could come away with this. They, uh, they have been a heavy hitter all tournament. And so is Pokemon, yeah. but it turns out that all those people voting for Pokemon were really Final Fantasy fans. So, <laughs> well, and like I've said, past Pokemon is essentially the same game. Like every single generation is the same game. You know, it doesn't really stray too much. Final Fantasy they've generally been been different throughout the years. And I think you and I touched on this as well as other people. We're going to do things a little different the next time. We won't have you know the big long series, you know, going up against you know, main, just one game. It was a little unfair, but again, we'll, we'll work through that the next time for sure. We will make sure that we'll make it as easy as possible on secret of mana to do really well in the next tournament. Dude, a uh, dude, a dragon age secret of mana final. Could you imagine? <laughs> there we, we would go. So, there like, we go. It, would, it would be awesome. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah. So it looks like final fantasy could come away with that, but if you have, well, by the time you're listening to this, it will be over. You can go check out the results. We'll tweet them out. Um, not that that's wrong. I mean, that seems, seems about right. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and I think, I think the deal with final fantasy is because I mean, there are some highs in that series and there's some lows. Mm-hmm. I just think that the highs for final fantasy are some of the greatest games ever. 
So it right. really balances out the lows. Whereas Pokemon, which is has a lot of releases, the the highs and lows. I, I mean, I'm sure that there are highs and lows, but I mean, for me, sort of being looking at it from the outside in, to me, I don't really see necessarily saying a single Pokemon game is one of the greatest games of all time, which right. you could argue either greatest game or most influential game. You could argue that with several of final fantasy games. So Definitely. I think, I think it's hard to go against the beast there. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, let's dive into some of our Octopath, uh, celebratory news. Um, we've got some, we've got a, a few items of news here. Uh, mm-hmm. let's see. First off from go Nintendo, Go Nintendo.com. Uh, we've got that um, developer's notes to the fans. And it's a nice little note here to to everyone. Um, we've got one from the, the composer, one from the director and the producer. And uh, it, it was, I guess, released on the release date, right? The 13th. So right. yeah. was there any, anything standing out uh, to you from this? They don't have to do this. That I mean, that that alone kind of just stands out. I mean, they're 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 so happy uh, about the reception that this game is getting that they felt the need to do this, and and that might be that might be a a Japanese thing. I think they, they're so respectful about their their fans and their following uh, that they that they did this. Um, let's see here, Octopath Traveler. This is the director here. Octopath Traveler is an RPG centered around the idea of a journey to make sure that all players could enjoy their own journey. We focused on three points in particular, and he kind of goes on with the visuals, the HD 2D he wanted. Second was the interactivity um, between the characters. Um, That was important to them. And the last point they paid special attention to was freedom. So you could essentially play your starting character for the, is that what it says, through the whole game. Uh, who are you talking about? The last point we had a special attention to was freedom from the starting character to the course you chart across the realm. Your choices are in your hands. We encourage you to spin a tale of adventure all your own. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 they paid a lot of attention to a lot of different things. Um, and like I said, this just the fact that they did this is, is, is kind of cool. I, I totally agree. I mean, I think that we're, we're we've kind of seen this level of communication and transparency for a while. I mean, they released that initial demo, right. and yep. what really impressed me was taking the survey feedback from that first demo, not only implementing the things, but coming back with a video that outlined the things that they fixed. Uh, right. Which I think, just like you said, just like you said, you hit it. You hit the the nail on the head in that they don't have to do these things, but they do, uh, and I right. think that that's a great practice. And you don't see that from every developer. You said that it might be a Japanese thing, but we don't necessarily see this all the time from Japanese developers anyway. No, especially no, from right. yeah. other 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 you know teams from Square. So I think that this is this may just be just that them. team's thing. Yeah, yeah, maybe that the culture of that of that unit. So I, I, I really admire their level of communication. Cause I just think that it's a standout. I think it's a, it's a standard. It should set a standard for, for other, other teams. Actually. And, and now that I'm thinking of it, I, I'm pretty sure CD project red with the Witcher series has, has done stuff like mm-hmm. this. And, and I'm sure other play other 
uh, publishers and developers have done this. But again, that was another one that kind of stood out to me. CD Projekt Red definitely appreciates the people playing their games as well as these guys here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I know you kind of have mixed emotions with Square Enix. You kind of have a love-hate thing going on. It's all love? They just... <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's painful sometimes. Okay. You know, right. but it's all love. It's all love. Um. Also from GoNintendo.com, we've got that... Octopath Traveler is on back order from Amazon.com. It says, uh, looks like Japan might not be the only place where Switch owners are having a hard time finding Octopath Traveler. Amazon.com currently has the game on back order, expecting it to ship in one to two months. We're not right. sure what the situation is like when it comes to brick and mortar retailers. Uh, it looks like they might be a better bet right now. Right now, I did check. It is available at Best Buy on bestbuy.com, okay? It's also available at the stores. I've seen it because when I went to go pick it up, um, actually, no, I went there today because I was buying a gift for my niece. Her birthday party was today. I'm such a bad uncle. Um, <laughs> they, they, had, they had some there as well. So it's just, it's not, it's not everywhere, but just the fact that Amazon has, has a somewhat of a shortage is, I think that's kind of, it's awesome. Yeah, that's really. Great. <laughs> you you would think that would be readily available. Um, I know at my Target and my Walmart, they definitely did not have any. I don't know if they had any initially at my local stores, um, but Best Buy definitely did. Yeah, and I, I think too, it's going to kind of depend on where you live. I know sure. I live in a <laughs> smaller city where gaming isn't necessarily a huge, huge sort of culture thing here. So I know that I went to GameStop. It was there, uh, like two different GameStop locations. It was, it was there on Friday. Uh, yeah. It was at Target. It was at Best Buy. So, you know, um, if you're living in a smaller city, I think you can, with no problem, go out and get this. So you okay. don't necessarily have to worry about that, that one to two month wait, if that's something that you want to do. Um, and then, you know, you know, the, the eShop never runs out of games. So, you know, no. if you if you don't mind the download, you can do that route. But as far as physical copy, um, you might need to check, like like Gio was saying, check Best Buy uh, either online or in the store. Um, little tip for Best Buy. Uh, sometimes, even if they're out online, what you can do is you can go find it online and they've got a pickup and store option which mm -hmm. it will tell you on there if it's in stock in your nearby store and you can order it and within within an hour you can go pick it up so that's generally what i do yeah um i do have amazon prime but i also have the game, gamers club so what i'll do is i'll i'll ship to store and actually it saves you another dollar as well if you mm -hmm. ship it to the store so yeah that's generally yeah what I do. yeah and i mean uh yeah and shipping yeah definitely but like if it's actually in or the store the currently store. Yeah, yeah you could just go pick it up uh yeah. they'll they'll reserve it for you um now are is the gamer club thing is that still a thing no no uh, yeah. they they didn't cancel any current membership okay. so you just whatever your membership is at the moment you once it runs out it's out okay which which is too bad because it was it really was I'm, for me. I'm the unlucky thing because i just got it like two months ago but you got it I did. I'm just saying I'm probably the reason that I just like it crumbled. That's 
that's too bad. Yeah, I, I ruined I, it for everybody I because I got it. Continue this podcast for much longer. <laughs> I mean, because it worked for anything video game related for me, from because I, I collect. It worked for Amiibos. It worked for collectors editions. It Funko for, Pops, maybe. I don't know about Funko Pops. Okay, okay. I, I don't think maybe I was looking at Amiibo. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, and it worked for all those things. Whereas Amazon. You can't get collector's editions. You you can't get amiibo discounts. It just it just stinks. That's mm-hmm. all. It just stinks. All right, and then lastly, we did have a tweet here uh, from was this the the Japanese Octopath Twitter. It, it is. Um, I'm just trying to. And it says that uh, they're out. They're out of stock in shops in Japan. So. Yeah, so just kind of re reaffirming that, yeah, they're in Japan. There, there's a lot of sellouts there. They're they're looking for the game everywhere. And I think that's fantastic uh, because I was really I was really hoping for a worldwide success. I mean, I, I think I've seen I've seen a lot of a lot of our sort of. Uh, European community members are excited about this. They're 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 mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna get it. Um, I've seen some people over in over here in North America, both um, Canada and United States. Uh, so the, the the sort of missing piece for me was okay. What is what is the temperature in Japan going to be? Um, so I'm glad to see that 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 is selling well over there. Yeah, and it was kind of um, I think the demo the the newer demo. I think it kind of split the audience a little bit. I felt like it did anyways. I felt like you either loved it or you hated it. And maybe there was some in between, but I felt like it kind of was was that way where you either loved it or you hated it. And I, and I was, I guess, cons- not really concerned, but I was wondering how that would affect sales numbers. And it looks like it didn't affect it much at all, in my opinion. Yeah, but. I I, w- I will be very curious to actually see some hard and fast numbers uh, because you know, there's no, there's no telling. I mean, did they just <laughs> not ship enough? You know, was there, was there like, uh, did they purposely not ship a, a lot so that it would sell out? You know, so I would like mm-hmm. to, I'd like, I'm curious about some actual factual numbers. Uh, but I, my fingers are crossed. I'm hoping it does well because to me, what I'm, what I'm actually more worried about is, um, the proof of concept here because, mm-hmm. Look, I, I am a huge proponent of voting with your wallet. And like if you don't believe in, in something, a project or, or something, then don't buy it because then, you know, that's how you can tell the developer that we don't want this in the future. But um in this case, even if I don't absolutely adore Octopath, and I'm and I'm hoping this for other people too, I want I want Square to take another crack at this style. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, now we've got a lot of people clamoring for a final fantasy six remake in the style, you know, I would be right there too, but I am all for just another original title in the style. Maybe not something that, you know, where the, the, the gameplay is, is the eight, eight travelers, the eight characters, something a little bit more right. traditional. I mean, yeah. look, if this does really well, I think we'll definitely see an octopath traveler too. But I would love for for another team to take a stab at this aesthetic and the style, because it it feels like it to, to me, and we'll get into this a little bit. But it feels like how games actually felt, you know. Except this is what it's supposed to feel like on a modern engine. So, so mm-hmm. anyway, 
Uh, I'm glad to see that it seems to be selling well. All right. Uh, well, let's just let's just dive right in talking about it. Once again, um, this is going to be uh, ma- uh, mainly spoiler free. If we do uh, talk story at all, it will be things that were covered in the de- in the demo. So if you want to go play some of the demo, come come back and listen. You're totally at uh, free to do that. So, Gia, let's talk about our experiences. Um, general feel of the game. Uh, try to let, let's let's now that the game is fully out. Because uh, I know that you played you played the demo before it actually released, but now that yeah. it's out, just what sort of your 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 gut reactions here? I find I I from what I've I've um I've played of it. I've played about nine hours. I like it. I do have it's not it doesn't come without criticism though. Um, I think that having the eight paths kind of leaves you just kind of not not knowing where to go. I, I, I find myself while I'm playing, like, okay, where do I need to go? It, it, it was kind of got me lost a little bit. Um, but overall, the, like visually, I find it stunning. I really like the look of it, the music of it. I don't know. I, I know that you've mentioned your favorite soundtracks. This probably has to be up there for one of mine. Okay, it's really good. It's really, really good. Um, again, so I mentioned main story. It's kind of it feels disjointed to me, and and that's just I think their mechanic. You know, you got eight different stories, so it's it's tough, I guess, to have that main you know one single story, which is what we're used to, anyways. Now there are side quests. I don't know if you've encountered any side quests. I've not actually completed any. Okay. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> there, there, there's no direction when you obtain a, a side quest. But overall, it's a turn-based RPG. It's not going to appeal to everyone, but it appeals to me, and I, I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Now, uh, I remember. I mean, several weeks ago, you had gotten hooked on Battle Chasers, and you were saying mm-hmm. that this was, Battle Chasers was a good turn-based thing to tie you over to Octopath. Did the Octopath from a turn-based standpoint, did it sort of fulfill fulfill that role for you? No, because this turn-based mechanic feels different. Okay. Be- because in Battle Chasers, it's 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 the standard where, you know, your enemy has a health meter and, you know, you have a health meter. There's no break. Okay. You have conditions where, you know, you can stun the enemy. You can poison the enemy you can do uh bleed the enemy where this is where an octopath it's a little it's a little different okay you do have some conditions where you can poison the enemy you can i think you can sleep the enemy i'm not sure about anything else but they introduce a thing called break okay where you have to find a weakness in your your enemy and break that down until they they break and then they kind of stun locked a little bit okay and then you can you can uh, attack them now, my biggest issue is I don't know where the enemy's health is. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a there is a, a a part in the game where you can discover that, and again, it's covered that with one of the paths where you can see the enemy HP, but that's only when you get this one certain mem in your party. So, for me, not seeing the enemy health bar. 
it 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 changes a lot of the strategy for me in in a negative way because I need to kind of see and plan ahead a little bit when knowing how how many I guess I forget what those are called the surges or bursts is that what it's called yeah yeah, yeah the but, like your bonus action or whatever I want to go overboard and use like a bunch of the bursts I want to be able to save some of the bursts and not use it on an enemy that it feels is kind of depleted you know. I'm not sure if you noticed it, but in the when you cover over when you hover over an enemy, it'll have the name of the enemy, mm-hmm. and that actually changes color. It changes from white when it's pretty much at full health, then it goes to yellow when it's I guess half or mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Then it goes to red. So when it goes to red, obviously the enemy is is is. Uh, I didn't I didn't even notice that. I didn't notice that until I I I think it was on our Discord server. Where someone mentioned that, and I'm like, okay, well, that helps. That helps a little bit. I, I, you know, I won't go nuts and and waste my uh, four burst attack on a red enemy or red, enemy, I guess. But once I noticed that, it helped a little bit. But I still need to see that mm. HP bar. <laughs> it bothers me so much. Um, but it, yeah, it's a little different from battle chases. Battle chases, I think, is more the the standard kind of what we're used to. Right. You know, so. I guess that's kind of my long-winded opinion about it. Okay, cool. On so, the sur- on the surface, yeah. So, um, so my general feel so far um, is is like I, I'm liking it. Uh, you got to understand, like coming into this, I was out so hyped for this game, so 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 excited for this game, and so when that happens, like I have to sort of like remove myself for a while. And then go into it so that, you know, I don't, my, my pre-hype doesn't necessarily taint my actual experience. And I think, I think that I've done a pretty good job because like right now I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm liking it. I'm not necessarily head over heels in love with it, but then I'm, I'm not hating it either. So I think this is really solid. I will say because this is so obviously nostalgic I think that there are going to be some comparisons to um, I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere, not necessarily in the style, but in the fact that there there are some obvious connections to past games, obvious uh, inspirations from past games. And in my opinion, I feel like this does a little bit better job. Number one fulfilling those inspirations and like playing out those inspirations. But then number two, also sort of having its own voice, uh, like playing this game, it feels really solid. It doesn't just feel like, Oh, it's trying to be final fantasy six. It feels enough. Like it's own thing. Um, but I will say like playing it, getting in there and playing it. You, you mentioned the music and, yeah, I haven't even heard all of the because I haven't done all of the paths. I haven't heard everyone's sort of theme, and then haven't you know sort of gone down their paths a little bit to hear some of more of their music. But the music that I have heard from the uh, from the moment that you you hit the the main menu screen mm-hmm. to the char- like the initial characters I'm playing Ophelia, and then I played a little bit of. Um, Hanit, Hanit, yep. um, Hanit, Hanit. Uh, but I've played more of Ophelia, and oh my goodness, um, yeah, 
because that is one that is one area where Setsuna and I, I Lost Sphere really fell short. I mean, it's well documented. Like Setsuna just had a piano, which you know, being a pianist for twenty five years, I don't hate, but I do admit that like it loses that feel of of epic and that feel of scale when it's just a single instrument. Lost Sphere did a little bit to correct that, but it was still just a few instruments and never felt grandiose. Whereas already in this one, I'm getting that that sliding scale of sort of down tender moments with with a piano but then also just adventurous exciting uh the battle the battle music is is pumping it's it's fast it's 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 good it feels like a classic rpg um i'm not i'm not even going to say that it feels like final fantasy and i think that's a fantastic thing um well i mean they they did that to themselves really when they said you know this not I remember exactly what they said, but essentially saying that this is like the spiritual successor to Final Fantasy VI, and they shouldn't have done that. Okay, okay. Um, but you know, it, it is it is what it is at this point. So, no, but but yes, yes, I'm I'm totally with you. I I think that's sort of like the worst thing that you can do because I I and I did write a little bit. I um I wrote a piece uh, called uh, "Romancing Octopath," which. Uh, was sort of celebrating Octopath's inspirations and sort of his, the past games from Square that that would be feeding into this. And I touch on the fact that I believe it was the producer who who did proclaim that this was a spiritual successor to Six. And I feel like the reason you do that is because Six is a beloved game. So why right. not connect this game to a beloved game? And so then people will love this one too. However, I think that the opposite is actually actually kind of happened. If you, you connect mean? this just in that, like it's a very dangerous move to connect this to one of the b- most beloved sure. games of all time, because if it isn't one of the greatest games of all time, then people are going <laughs> to be like, well, this was a terrible spiritual successor to six. And they're going to judge it differently. If he had just come in and said, look, this is, this is sort of a new thing. We've took, we've taken some, um, some mechanics from, from, from past square square games. And this is our, this is our twist on the tail. Yeah, that uh, would have been much, much better. Much because better. then with uh who was it? Peter Molyneux with Fable. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. remember him. He did black and white. He was kinda like their uh their PR guy. Okay. And he like really over promised with uh with Fable two. It was supposed to have co op and everything and online co op and you're when you would play online, you're the guy the person you would playing co-op with was just like a, a sphere just a ball it wasn't an actual player it was the most useless thing anyways but anyways that guy way over promised and i feel kind of i kind of feel bad for him but uh, i'm glad that this, this wasn't the case with with this game yeah because i don't think i don't think he's necessarily shot himself in the foot or shot this no. game in the foot at all it still seems to be doing very well it still seems to have good uh, reaction responses the reviews are really good i'm just saying like and what I talk about in my article is like I think the reason he doesn't come out and say that this is uh, a spiritual successor to Romancing Saga, which I believe that it is, um, and I give some some reasons, some you know sort of lighthearted, sure. uh, fun connections to the Romancing Saga, uh, the original Romancing Saga game. So I, I understand like you don't come out and say that because that game always performed Romancing Saga one, two, and three all sort of performed middle of the road. It was never great and it was rarely horrible, but it was sort of middle of the road. Why 
why connect your your wagon to something like that? Why not connect it to something great like Final Fantasy VI? I just <laughs> like I I just don't think it it in the minds of of players it works the same way. Because if you tell me this is going to be like six, oh man, all of a sudden my my expectations go through the roof. But I don't think he did any damage, which is which is good. Uh, right. But I will say it. And go back to what I was saying a minute ago. To me, it doesn't feel like Final Fantasy. And I think that that's great because I think that the thing with Lost Sphere is it was trying to feel specifically Lost Sphere was trying to sort of feel like Chrono Trigger. You know, they mm-hmm. they they came out and they're like, oh yeah, the bottle system is is that of Chrono Trigger. That's stop making connections to these landmark Hall of Fame games. Yeah, don't do it. Just say you're taking influences from it or you yeah. know some aspects of it, but. Yeah, don't say this is, you know, the successor to it. That's just no. Yeah, because like I think cuz I uh the past week before Octopath release, I've actually been going back and dabbling in a couple of other of Square's titles. I actually did play a little bit of uh Secret of Mana. No, um, you didn't. I did. I did indeed. Uh played a little bit of Secret of Mana, played uh, a good bit of Romancing Saga and uh popped in Chrono Trigger. So all of these things, and the thing is, like those games, all the games that uh, I listed aren't Final Fantasy games, and they don't really no. feel like Final Fantasy games. They feel like Square games, but they don't feel like Final Fantasy games. That's honestly what what I'm I'm feeling from Octopath. Doesn't necessarily feel like Final Fantasy, but it feels like a Square game. And so that's yeah. like one of the best compliments that I can give it right now is that yeah. it doesn't feel Final Fantasy, but it does feel vintagely and and uniquely Square. Um, and I think that's fantastic. Now, um, why are you going back and playing some of these Square games? Is it just for research purposes or just... A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. So that I, I mean, almost for, for the purpose that I was just talking about, because I do want to sort of get a feeling for what makes a Square game Square, or yeah, what makes a Square game feel like a Square game. Um, and then also it was like, okay, what are some of these ground like the these older inspirational titles that people are pulling from today where did some of these mechanics originate things like that so um that's kind of why i did it and because like i said before i love square and i want to you know i want to kind of experience some of those things that i haven't before (laughs) you are such a liar i do love square (laughs) i do i do i promise uh i can't help that they came out with a really bad e3 showing um but anyway uh so battle the you, you touched on the 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 battle system a little bit mm-hmm. you, you gave a really good um sort of description of what it was um for me the not seeing the health bar de- didn't necessarily like rub me the wrong way but i yeah. will say that it was difficult and i actually struggled on a specific boss um because like i wasn't sure okay i knew how to break it yes i knew how to break it I knew to because I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing Ophelia, so I mean, you, you summon you summon a helper that you've picked up yeah. in town or whatever. And um, the first time I did it, I was just sort of span. Like as soon as the 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 summoned helper went away, I just summoned him again. You know, so I didn't have a good rhythm, and it was mainly because number one, I wasn't familiar with the mechanics of the boss, but the number two, I wasn't sure like where I was on his health bar. That would yeah. have been really helpful if I had noticed the name, you know, the color of the name thing. But um, I died the first time fighting this boss, which 
is a little bit embarrassing because I, I fought it again. It was very easy, but like I, I kind of picked up the rhythm and that's actually what I kind of like is that I, I struggled it pushed back a little bit and I'm yeah. like, Oh, okay. Well I can't just, you know, and that's on like the first boss too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't necessarily just press a to win this, which, um, for a lot of other RPGs that have been playing recently that have been coming out recently, um, that has sort of been face roll, face roll, face roll, face roll. And then maybe, you know, six, seven, eight hours in, you'll get a certain boss that all of a sudden the, the difficulty spikes. So I like the fact that I didn't die to this boss five times. I just, I died to it one time because I went in just kind of like not really paying attention to what I was doing. Right. Thinking that I would just be a boom, 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 boom. And it didn't. And I'm like, okay, I respect that because um, that shows that there, you do have to pay attention to what's going on mechanically. Um, so, uh, how, so in general though, how do you feel about the, the break mechanic? Cause you mentioned it earlier. What do you like that, that break mechanic? Um, personally, no, I don't. Um, I, I like the more straightforward without the break mechanic, even if it was to make, you know, give the, I guess what it does is it gives the enemies a weakness. Obviously that's essentially what it does. Um, but I don't mind the weakness if it wasn't for the stun lock. Do you know what I mean? If if the weakness, say for example, if the weakness was a uh, a long sword, right? I I would prefer that the long sword just does a critical hit or just hmm. higher damage, rather than you know breaking them to the point where they're stunned for a turn. That's just yeah for a turn. Um, I almost feel like that's a little overpowered, like an overpowered mechanic. Um, where you could knock them around for a round or maybe two. Um, I, I would just prefer that their weakness does additional damage. I'm not, a, not that I hate it. It's just, it is what it is and I'm fine. I don't play one with that. I just wish it was a little bit different. You know, I shouldn't wait. I, uh, well, I kind of see where you're coming from too, because like, if you think about it uh, in other games, I mean, the, the fact that they have either an elemental or a physical weakness isn't a new thing at all. No. But the fact, the way that it is sort of presented in this game, it almost dictates your strategy for you because in other games, yeah, you would want to, you know, cast a certain, you know, uh, magic spell or, okay, use your heavy hitter, you know, against this, this enemy or whatever. But you you were still sort of free to use some of your favorite spells and things like that to do to do damage as long as it wasn't like a strength of the enemy. But right. to me, unless I'm unless I'm just not playing it correctly, to me this almost dictates the strategy for you because you want you're not going to really be able to defeat the enemy unless you break it, and uh, breaking it like you're saying in order to break it, you you know exactly sort of after you fight the enemy a couple times, you know exactly what you need to do to right. defeat Say, it. Say, for example, you get a game over. You know what the weaknesses are going in, mm-hmm. and you can just kind of play it that way. Um, it does lead to, you know, if, say, for example, you get your party of... Is it party of four? Yeah. I haven't four. Fill, I haven't even filled the party up yet, so... Oh, oh really? Um, yeah, party of four. So you get your party of four. It, it kind of forces you to... to diversify a little bit in in weapon types and everything mm. and generally generally most of the characters have two weapon sets so for example therion he's able to carry a dagger and a long sword 
So he has those two weapon types, and there are obviously, like I said, all the other characters, I think it's most of them, have two different weapon types. So it, it really kind of helps you diversify a little bit, and that's that's how I play. Um, everyone's everyone's different. I always I always want in my parties, and this is this goes for all party game like games that have party members. I always try to diversify. You know, I never want the same enemy type. I don't like sharing. Say, for example, I get a, a wand. I don't want wizards having to decide which wizard or whatever gets the, gets that wand. And I just it bothers me. But Path of Exile going back to path of exile <laughs> you, your wizard can carry any weapon for example my wizard has a dagger and that's totally awesome because he's totally cool with the dagger but anyways so, so going back yeah you you, you really want to diversify um your weapon sets and you're right it does kind of dictate how you play a little bit and you know is that a, is that necessarily a, a bad thing maybe maybe it is yeah, I mean, it all depends. I'm still, I'm still having a lot of fun with. Like, I haven't gotten bored with the battle battle system yet. I haven't played quite as much as you have, but I haven't necessarily gotten bored. Um, I have heard of other people saying it gets a bit repetitive, but well, that's a turn based game. That's what uh, I was about to say. I mean, that uh, to me that describes any turn based RPG. At, yeah, at and, some and point, maybe that turn based games aren't for everyone, and I totally, totally understand that. They're they're straightforward. The battle system is what it is. You know, it's a turn based and it's generally the same thing for the whole game and that might not be for everyone you know in an action rpg it's every battle can be different you know can be but honestly uh i I mean if you get if you get to a point especially if you get your character up strong enough action rpgs can just be just as like boring i think it's battle system yeah yeah i mean i think it's battle systems across everything at some point can get a bit repetitive sure Sure, it, 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 you know, and just thinking like uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, it can it can be a little bit repetitive, but some enemies will push back a lot mm. harder, so it forces you to change change your your play style. But yeah, with a turn based game, you're gonna deal with rep- repetition. You're gonna deal with um, you know the the length of the game is it's generally the longer. But yeah, the repetition, I could see how some people just won't. It, it's just not their thing. And it and it is you know, I don't want to say an older you know playstyle, but it is. That's how you know Final Fantasy one, two, and three. I'm gonna call them one, two, and three. You call them whatever the heck you want to call them. Okay. For all of the the real <laughs> Final Fantasy fans out there, it's one, four, and six. Okay, so for the Super Nintendo Final Fantasy one, two, and three, they're yeah they're all they're all turn turn based. So you know that doesn't appeal to everyone, which is fine. It's fine. And it is a little, and most of them can be a little bit grindy. But again, like you said, that can be any game. It, it really could mm-hmm. be, especially when you get to a point where, you know, the game is really pushing back. And then you got to go back and, you know, and, and get your, your level up. And I feel like with Battle Chasers, that happened a lot. Did it? Where you, yeah, you would get to a certain point and you're like, I got to go back and, and grind. And it, it almost happened too much, you know, like to a fault. But for the most part, I, I enjoyed it anyway, so I didn't I didn't mind it. But you're gonna get that as well. You're gonna get the repetition. You're gonna get it, and that comes with the grind. You know, grinding and everything like that. Which again, I don't mind it. Yeah. Uh, what do you? How how are you feeling about the story? And like I said, like we said earlier, we're not gonna talk too much about the story. But just in general, yeah. like, what are you feeling from the story? I think I think there are some stories that are 
stronger than others. You know, some are a bit starting out. Again, I'm I'm not much farther than beyond a lot of chapter the first chapters. I'm not really far beyond what the de- so essentially what I'm the way I'm playing and everyone's going to play different. I'm trying to get all my characters. Mm-hmm. And not everyone's going to do it. They're going to they're going to get their party and that's but I'm trying to get all the characters and then how I want it. But I have one, two, three, four, five, six characters. So, like I said, some stories are stronger than others. Their motivations. Some of them make sense. Some of them don't. Aren't that strong. So well, they're they're pretty good. So like uh, I would say, two of them aren't, but the others are okay. And, and I do still wish there was some overarching mm-hmm. story. And maybe there is. Uh, I know with some of the re- bigger reviews that I've read, you know, who knows? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, that, look, I, I I documented it well going in the lead up that I was I was hoping that at some point we would get a reveal of some sort of overarching story. But, um, you know, if we don't, we don't. This was the, 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 the game and the story that they wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said earlier, look, we may be investing into a proof of concept here. You know, Octopath Traveler 2 may be may take this and expound on it in a much better way. I mean, if they have the infrastructure already built, like the engine is built and then it is writing story, developing new characters and stuff like that. A second effort at this may be what we're, what we're hoping for. Uh, right. Cause if you look at final fantasy one, like that wasn't, that wasn't the, the final fantasy formula necessarily that, that would stick uh, they did a lot of iterations. So like, this is the first swing at this. Um, for me, even if it's not an overarching story, I will be a little bit disappointed, but as long as the stories as a continue on, as long as the stories are as well-written as they sort of have been in the beginning, I'm going to, I'm going to be okay because like, especially Ophelia get getting into it. It feels heavy and it feels grounded, which is, Look, all all I'm all I'm asking for is that it just it 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 pulls me in and it makes me believe that hey you know when it's being sad it's meant to be sad and things like that. Yeah. So, the Philia story is is probably one of the better ones so it, far. Yeah, yeah, and initially, if you're going off the the demo, Primrose I think has a a nice story as well. I don't have her in this playthrough, this current playthrough, but she had a, a pretty good motivational story. So, yeah, great. I um, yeah. So, like, I, I've been really, I've been really pleased with the writing so far. I will say, uh, with uh, with Hunnett's thing, I wasn't a huge fan of like the uh, the old English dialogue type deal. <laughs> it felt really forced, but uh, I mean, like, other than that. Yeah, I, I mean, like the way he, I didn't like her story, like like you're kind of mentioning, but I liked her her play style. Oh, okay, yeah, her mechanic, you know, the, the way she can kind of capture enemies, and like it, it almost it's, it reminds me of Pokemon. So you know, one of it, your favorite you can, game series of all time. I love that game. Uh, I actually do. I do like that game. Don't get me wrong. I will. I will. I'm buying Pokemon. Let's go. I will buy the Pokemon RPG. I just like to 
make fun of it because it really the Pokemon Pokemon yeah the Pokemans um this new Pokemon RPG that's coming out I don't know what it's going to be like but all the other ones I you know I've played them all they're all the same I I'll say that until I'm blue in the face Pokemans are all the same um uh, what was I saying you were saying yes, that uh, you're saying her Haunted, mechanic is... yeah it remind it reminds me of uh, of a Pokemon uh like little twist in there but yeah her her story is yeah it's all right yeah um oh i here here's i think that i'm playing i'm playing a little bit differently i don't know who else is doing this if if anybody else is doing this too if you're playing if you're playing octopath and you do this then tweet at me um at uh philip 99 in fact i'm just now looking and i i just i just uh noticed on my on my video overlay for this i've got our um I've got I've got our Twitter handles flipped. I'm the nerd oh, basement. Oh no! I'm the nerd oh. basement. You are okay. not the nerd basement. So, uh, so everybody who's looking at this, yeah, I I'm actually Philip Nine Nine, and he is the nerd basement. So that was funny. Anyway, for you audio listeners, are you, tr- are you trying to be me? You don't want you don't want to be in my shoes. Trust me. For any you of the audio want. listeners, you should go to go to our YouTube channel and and check out my uh, my royal screw up here. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um so. If if you are if you are also playing this way, please tweet at me. I'm at Philip Nine Nine. I'm I turned the uh, I turned the the voiceovers off. You know what? I I actually while you're talking, I'm writing notes. I'm trying to be like really like good about this, so I'm taking notes. And that was one of the things I I put on there. There are I follow a lot of the voice over actors that are in this game, and they're playing the game with the voiceovers off. Really. Yeah, it's really cool and interesting. Like, like these guys had a major part in in this game, and they're they're playing it with it off. And I didn't I didn't know you were gonna even say that. It's just it's kind of cool. It it, it kind of harkens back to you know the old school days. Yeah. Definitely. And I, and I voice acting was got, was good though. I, I didn't mind it. So did did you did you not like it? Or you just kind of wanted the retro, not the retro feel, but a different feel. I mean, to me, it is a retro feel, uh, but okay. no, but I mean, that, that is kind of what I wanted. Like, look, I look at this game and then I run around in this world. And I'm like, this feels like I'm playing a SNES, you know, like a SNES game. So yeah. I kind of did want that. I didn't hate the voice acting. I didn't. Yeah. Time that? out. Time out here. SNES. Really? <laughs> That's one of my biggest. That's not- one of your biggest gaming pet, pet peeves. <laughs> No, calling me a gamer is a bigger pet peeve. <laughs> but call, calling it SNES bothers me. <laughs> so much. Ness I don't know Ness. what it is. Oh, no, right. I shouldn't have said do you, it. Do you like, is SNES fine? Is SNES Super fine? Super NES is how I call it, but SNES, SNES is also SNES is okay. okay. SNES just sounds like something, I don't know, when you blow your nose, you got SNES all over yourself. <laughs> I don't know. It just... It just doesn't sound right to me. I thought you were giving but, me like the recording broke timeout. What was no, that? No, no, I was like timeout. I got to address <laughs> this is a problem. All I right, so know. I felt like I was playing an SNES RPG. <laughs> I'll meet you in the middle. SNES RPG, right, and cool. uh, and so for that reason, I was like, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to experience this uh, with the voices off because honestly, I feel like, and I'm not saying that they 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 made this game without voices in mind, but sometimes writing. Um, because like you can write for TV and then you can just write for the way, I mean, things are just supposed to be read. Right. And some of the writing to me, um, 
it just didn't feel right for for a voice a little bit i didn't hate the voice acting i think i thought that the actors you know did a really good job but sometimes and and, and this is true for a lot of games the the writing itself just doesn't feel like it was made for voice so right. um a lot of times I will choose to to turn the voices off if that is an option. And it is. You can turn the, the, the voiceover uh, volume all the way down. And it works just like a, a vintage RPG. So yeah. that's the way I'm playing it. If anybody else is as well, um, tweet at me. So See, that, I, I that's know. cool. I mean, I don't know that I could do it. Um, I don't know. It just it helps me get invo- in, into the world, mm-hmm. I think. I need, I need that. It just... I, I I don't know. I just I feel like I need that kind of vocal stimulation. I guess you could call sure. it. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, I I wonder if, I wonder if they're playing with uh without voices so that they can be the voices can you themselves. See that? I said voice over turn off. I don't know if you can yeah, see that. Yeah, I see that. There. Look at this yeah. guy doing his little homework. Yeah. That's great. I got homework, dude. I got homework. I came prepared today. Just I wonder, today. I wonder I wonder been. though if uh it, since they're voice actors, if they're just like playing it, reading it out loud, doing their own voices. Because yeah. they're so super talented. <sighs> a bunch of jerks. Makes me angry. Uh, all right. Uh, so, so there, yeah. So that's our sort of, uh, general impressions. Did you, uh, anything else to add to impressions? Um, no, I think, I think we did a pretty good job hitting on all different aspects. You know, like I said, the, we mentioned the music. I think the music is probably one of the, that's oh, gotta be number super one. Standout. Uh, number one there. Um, the visually it looks, it's different, which is cool. That also stands out. You know there there are sir, some minuses that we had m- mentioned, but overall, I think out out in the real world is getting reviewed at around an eight out of ten. You know that sort of thing. You know, I I haven't finished the game. I'm nowhere near finished the game, but it feels like it might be a right right number. Cool. I mean, look, I uh, I did not think that this thing was going to come out and necessarily hit a grand s- slam. Um, I was trying to temper my expectations a little bit. I think a lot of people may have overhyped it a bit, but I think it's still, I, I don't think it's a disappointment. I think it is a very, very solid RPG and I, I'm not even quite nine hours in. Um, so I've still got some time to sort of let it sink in a little bit more. Right. Like I said, I had, of course, the busiest weekend that I've had in months yeah. was on, on, on the release. So, uh, I'm excited to play more that, and that that's a good sign, you know, like I didn't play, you know, four hours and, and I'm like, ah, it's not for me. It, right. It's definitely for me. It's right up my alley. And, uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited to play more. Cool. As am I. All right. So, uh, let's, 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 uh, let's talk to the listeners a little bit. we got some questions here. Sure. Um, uh, first up, what's your favorite team setup in Octopath? That's going to be more of a you question because I, I haven't even unlocked enough for a full team yet. So Okay. Well, I'm on my sixth um, character. And as it is right now, I have Therian, the thief, Hanit, the hunter, Ophelia. Um, what is she? I'm not sure. I don't. Ophelia is a cleric. Cleric. Okay. So mainly like the healer and light magic. All right. Cyrus, the scholar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alfin, the apothecary, mm-hmm. and Tressa, the merchant. merchant. Okay, so those are the characters I'm kind of working on right now. My current 
preferred team out of the six, okay, it was only four out of six, is Therion, the Thief, Hornet, the Hunter, Ophelia, and Cyrus. Cyrus is probably one of my favorite characters. I think he's going to, I'm going to try to go get him. I would definitely recommend yeah. it. I almost feel like he's a little overpowered because he, he's, he's kind of a black magic um, character where he has uh, the ability to, you know, uh, summon fire. He has the ability to summon lightning and ice, I think. He's probably one of my favorite characters. He also has, um, he has that ability that I was talking about where you can see the enemies. Mm. And also his first supporting skill automatically will show you an enemy's weakness every enemy wow so you get into a new battle you get a new weakness so you're already you're not trying to figure out what they're weak to so he feels like a pretty overpowered character and i definitely recommend having him as well as a healer whether it's ophelia or you know i guess you could do alfin alfin is a is a good healer it's just his story is so boring I uh well I want to I want to get Cyrus I was actually uh, I was thinking I want to get Ulbrich, uh because I feel like I need I need some sort of uh, somebody to take some damage you know a little bit and also okay. be able to deal <laughs> some but yeah, yeah I think I'll grab Ulbrich and then maybe uh, go for Cyrus yeah cool yeah Cyrus is definitely one of them and then like I said the healer Ophelia her her main deal is healing the party. Mm. I yeah, haven't gotten many deal. skills where they're individual, whereas Alfin, he's more of an individual healer. Gotcha. But Ophelia, she has the awesome, um, what is the path action mm-hmm. of guide? Mm-hmm. So you can like recruit. I recruited this this guard. He's like a pretty good guard, and he's just dealing damage like nobody. Like he took out a boss in two hits. What? <laughs> it was awesome and this is ophelia you don't you don't you don't think of her as and and it must have been the path i took you know where wherever it took me and i saw this this guard and i had recruited him i don't know again everyone's play style is going to be so different everyone's path is going to be so different and that's what's that's what's kind of cool about this like your play style or your playthrough is going to be very different than what i did well well, well, everyone will have different experiences. But anyways, I was recruited. I recruited this guard and I weakened or I broke him. And this guard just did this, this whatever move. I don't even remember what move it was. Sweep, which is pretty common. And it, and it did over 2000 damage. Like I wasn't even exp- like this guy went nuts. It was all, it was awesome. And you don't expect that from a healer at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and what I do like so far is that just because I chose the healer doesn't mean I am offensively gimped. I mean, no. I'm, I, I know mm-hmm. I won't be putting out as much damage as somebody, uh, some of the other right. party members, but I don't feel at this point like I'm struggling because I I do have that <clears throat> recruited person that I can bring in for some damage here and there, and also she is equipped with light magic as well, right. so I do have both single and group uh damage spells so and one other thing that that for some reason i overlooked it i think it i think that's more what it was i just overlooked it when you're doing the burst you go up to one two three and four i generally was using my main weapon you can actually use that on magic skills yeah yeah and 
and it does a ton more damage. And that's what I wound up, you know, because I talked about I, I struggled with that boss. Well, then what I did, um, because I had been using that first time through, I was just using my burst on my actual attack, which is what he was yep. weak to. Because I was like, okay, well, this is his weakness. But instead, I changed up my strategy so that I I broke him. I bursted I bursted to break him, but then I uh, I kept a couple of bursts to add to my my light magic and just blasted him blasted yeah. him to the kingdom come it was great yeah that's awesome um all right so then we've got uh, a question here with the ongoing discussion about what the true inspirations for octopath traveler were what would you look for in a true quote-unquote true spiritual successor to final fantasy six I'll let you go with this one. Excellent. Okay, because, cool. Because actually, uh, before you, I'm gonna, I will eventually let you talk. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna let you finish and all. Thanks, but I mean, I'm gonna let you take over because honestly, I I didn't play too much of Final Fantasy VI. Okay. I know that's kind of sacrilege to say, you know, that I haven't played it. But I mean, I I'll, I'll just have to reevaluate your job performance and. We'll... <laughs> No, okay, so uh, yeah, so for Final Fantasy VI for me, and like I said, uh, I alluded to earlier, the the connection, the the con- connecting this to Final Fantasy VI to me doesn't make any sense because it just doesn't to me feel like it at all. Um, and so I don't even know if that was a lost in translation type deal. I don't think I don't think it necessarily was. I mean, he did come out and say Final Fantasy VI spiritual successor. So uh, I don't know if that's like because it's mechanically or what. I, I'm not sure. But what I would like for from one would be an emphasis on a world-spanning story uh, with a with a huge cast. Um, Final Fantasy VI is is almost like an opera in itself. There is an opera within the game, but that's sort of like a microcosm of what it is. It is a an epic. It's a it's a sprawling epic with a huge cast of characters. And in fact, if you beat the game, the the final credits are almost like credits for a movie. Um, you have a, sort of these little highlight scenes, um, and it says so-and-so and it says like their name and then it said played by and their name like uh because oh. you could you could you could name them you know on their own so it was sure. almost like whatever you named them you could name a person like bob um so bob was the character and the character of bob was played by um uh, uh i don't know um i'm blanking on all of their names now of course um <laughs> Holy moly! Uh, we'll say Tara. Yeah, you know, uh, the the character of Bob played by Tara. Um, so, so it was like in itself an opera. So that oh, a, cool. a spiritual successor to six, I would want like the sprawling epic with a really uh, a focus on a really good villain. Because um, that's something that Square Enix, for whatever reason, they haven't been been batting a great batting average with villains in recent in in, in recent Final Fantasy games. Or recent games altogether. Um, I don't know if that is just because they have lacked focus on the villain, or if they just used all of their uh, villainous uh, talent on um, on Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy VII. Maybe I don't on vacation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I would I would like a a really strong villain, and then also, um, like I said, a a big cast 
that very close attention is is paid to their stories um because final fantasy 10 had a had a, a sizable cast 12 had a sizable cast and 13 had a sizable cast um but specifically in 10 because i really really love 10 i really love yeah. uh, i really love 10 a lot of people do but honestly outside of a few scenes of of lore and 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 a couple of things in dialogue that you're picking up you don't necessarily get the other characters backstories it's mainly titus and yuna and a little bit of Oren. uh but you know some of the other characters you don't necessarily have side quests for them and you don't necessarily have deep backstory for them and i feel like that's something that final fantasy 6 did really well it paid it um it had a really solid main story but then it also took time because of the way that the game was set up it took time with each of the characters and it gave you these little pieces of an emotional puzzle for them and then you would have side stories that were devoted strictly to a certain person because it maybe it was their region or it had to do with their past or something and you could you could you know you could go on that side quest with the whole party it just happened to center on that person mm-hmm. some some scenes and side quests wouldn't even trigger if you didn't have that person in the active party so it really once you sort of figured that out it encouraged you to to mix and match your party members and and have certain people um you know, active. And so I would, uh, so to wrap it up um, and sum up everything, mm-hmm. it would be a, a sprawling epic with a with a really strong main story, um, a, a really solid, really well-written villain. And then also a, a, a sort of larger cast of characters that attention was closely, uh, attention was closely paid to, their stories and their side stories that fit within that main narrative, but uh, not just have characters tacked in there, but they have their own sort of living, breathing stories. And I think that Octopath Traveler, it has, it obviously has the character stories, but to me, Mm -hmm. the main narrative is the missing piece. Well, Uh, all their motivations and narratives are all, they're all different. They're all doing their thing for a different reason. You know, not every, not all, and I don't, I don't think any of the ones that I have there, uh, maybe one of them, there, there are no villains or anything like that. They're all, all their motivations are, are very, very different. Yeah. So I think that Octopath Traveler <laughs> does one thing very, very, very well. Uh, but mm-hmm. as far as a spiritual successor to six, I would like that to just be right. one piece of the puzzle. Sure. So, so yeah, there we go. Very cool. Yeah, I love Final Fantasy VI, if you can't tell. Um, did we have any more questions, or were those the, the two the two main ones this week? Um, well, we had um, we had a response, if I can pull it up here, to, I believe it was just our demo yeah. um, thing, where, where we had said for JRPGs, it's kind of tough to have a demo for a 50 to 60 hour game. You know, a three hour demo for a 50, you can't really get everything in that and and adam here from on our discord server said catching up on last week's podcast you know what jrpg had a good demo it was bravely default and bravely second they had a standalone prologue demo 
you know, before the story with jobs, abilities unlocked, gave you a great idea of what the game was like without making you play the whole beginning, which often doesn't sell on a, on a JRPG, but it did in this case. I never played the demo for those games. I actually just played the games. Uh, well, the game. I only played Bravely Default. And that was such a massive game. And, you know, he said it worked. I'll have to believe him. But I don't see how a demo for that really could work. Just because the game, and maybe just because the core mechanics are, are pretty straightforward. Maybe that's why it worked. I'm not sure. But I mean, it's such a massive game. I don't know how you could do it. I still, I still, I don't believe you, Adam. I don't believe. You. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Adam, for for writing in. Uh, because like, I don't, I don't play a whole lot of demos. So if you guys, uh, you know, if you guys want to let us know, hey, this is a great demo. You should check it out. Then, then please, please do so. Uh, that'd be great. Um, real quick, um, I'll I'll give you guys uh, the games that have also released um because believe it or not there are other games out there than octopath uh but uh bless these games heart by the way these uh released on july (laughs) (laughs) these released on july 12th uh star story the horizon escape and then galac z variant s uh octopath released on friday uh the 13th and then uh this week on the 17th we've got um to to who Jinso uh, Wanderer Reloaded, Adventure Time, Pirates of the Incaridi. I had dot 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 Incaridian. There we go. Pirates of the Incaridian, and then on uh, the nineteenth, we've got Chicken Assassin Reloaded and Tanzia. We actually have a review of Tanzia on the site. Meatball Sub uh, reviewed that for us officially, and then also uh, just. Just for your information, we do have we will have our official staff review of Octopath Traveler in a few weeks. Um, Meatball Sub will be doing that, and he is currently on vacation. Hope you're enjoying yourself, Meatball Sub. Um, but he said that he's going to get a ton of playtime in on his vacation. So I, I hope so. I mean, don't enjoy yourself. Let's just play games. Let's yeah. get this <laughs> Yeah, come on, get to work. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so that'll be coming out in a few weeks. I'm looking forward to that. Um, let's see. This, this this game for the Switch almost got the Red Dead Redemption treatment. You know, not much. You know, yeah, yeah. Brave Souls kind of released around that around this time. Not much had really. It sounds like a lot, but I mean, you know, what game really came out? No, I mean these things are these things are small. Yeah. Um, and then real quickly, there's a few games on sale. We've got Die for Valhalla, $9.95. Uh, Letter Quest Remastered for $2.99. That is a 75% off sale. Squid's Odyssey, $11.99. And The Count Lucanor for $5.09. So there you go. All right. Uh, Gio, any last thing you want to add to our episode 15 here? Um, no. I mean, this is the Octopath ep- uh, episode. Get the game. It's probably not going to go on sale for a long while um, as, you know, with Nintendo games, first-party games, they typically don't go on sale for a while. If you got other games to play, I know I know a lot of people have some backlog games, but I definitely recommend this game so far. Yeah, I would also recommend it as well. I, I would say the only, the only caveat would just be, do you like turn-based? Because that's what you're going to get. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you don't, 
if you don't like turn-based combat, there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't think that Octopath would be the game for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, and if you're looking for the next Final Fantasy VI, you're not going to get that either. So mm-hmm. those are sort of just my only two pieces of advice. Check yourself for do I like turn-based and am I expecting sort of the next Hall of Fame landmark square game because it's not that. But it is very solid. I'm I'm enjoying it. Can't wait to play more, and uh, we'll be we'll be posting other uh, other thoughts and opinions on Octopath throughout the week on the site. So keep your eye out for those. Well, thank you so much for listening up to this point, and Geo, thank you for all of your expertise. For listen- for listening as and, well and for listening yeah i always appreciate that uh that's gonna wrap up episode 15 of the switch rpg podcast thank you so much for listening and for sending questions and comments keep them coming by emailing podcast at switchrpg.com or posting in our podcast thread on discord.switchrpg.com remember you can listen to this show each and every Wednesday at SwitchRPG.com or if you sub on your favorite podcasting app, then we come straight to your phone or other listening device. If you do listen on one of those platforms such as iTunes specifically or Google Play or something like that, if you would give us a five-star rating or whatever rating you would like, we would prefer you give us five stars uh, because honestly, guys, if, if you have... If you have some feedback for the podcast, some constructive criticism, emailing us would be the best way uh, to to get that across to us. Um, you'll you'll have a chance to explain what you have a problem with, and we'll be able to sort of take that into account, and then hopefully change it for the better. Um, rating us with like one or two stars, that's not really going to tell us much because we don't know what what we're screwing up. So if you if you do um, if you do have some constructive criticism, feel free to email us. We would love to read that and see how we can always improve. But if you would give us a rating, that'd be awesome because that uh, ratings and reviews are how you climb the charts on those platforms. Uh, Remember, you can head over to patreon.com slash switch RPG and throw us a dollar or two if you're able to. If not, don't worry about it. You just uh, providing your listens, your likes, your support, your eyes, your ears, everything is great. We'd love to hear from you guys. We love that you're a part of this community and family. Finally, remember you can head over to SwitchRPG.com for all of your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch platform. Until next episode, go enjoy that Octopath Traveler. Go do it. Go do it.